Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Welcome to Invest Talk. I appreciate you being here. It is Friday, Friday, November 9th. Well, and of course, everybody's, uh, we're all here for the long, well, it's not a long weekend, but the weekend. I can't wait for it to start. I like my weekends. Um, and of course, it's pretty warm out here in the West Coast, Southwest Coast. It's kind of in Santa Ana. If you don't know what that means, that means hot, warm air coming from the desert. Makes for a very warm day, like 80 degrees. And it doesn't really feel like what is it winter it doesn't feel like fall or winter it feels like summer anyways it compare that with chicago where i see here see there's 32 degrees and snowing yeah and it's a couple weeks before thanksgiving i'm steve peasley and i welcome you to invest talk on our website we proudly declare the this true the invest talk commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help you be a better investor simple as that that's our objective on invest talk to help you become a better than average investor. So we welcome your calls in that effort. We, all, we Our number is 888-99-CHART. We welcome all calls, anything financial. Please don't hesitate to call. Now, I know you can't come here each weekday for financial investment news, so I'm going to get to it. You know, after an hour into the trading sessions in the morning, the big tech stocks were down. They stayed down about 1.5% today. I think it was a what was it, 124 points. The Dow was down 202 and the S&P down 26. Uh, the, the market did recover from its you know from its low point of the day in the last hour or two, recover a bit, but not completely recover. I'm not, we're not convinced, and I've told you before, I'm not convinced our, our correction is over. It could be. Uh, it's one of those things that's right on the cusp, is it or isn't it? If you're a technical analysis kind of guy or gal, you'll know that what I'm talking about is right on the cusp of resistance and support. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the if you look at an SPY, which is the S&P 500 ETF, it went right to 280, anything above 280, and it could be breaking above. You know, 282 would be a clear signal of broke above because that's, you know, the 50-day uh, moving average and it's now moving up. But it came right up to it. Hesitate off a little bit today. Kind of tough to say which direction we're going. Anyways, so, you know, there was a lot of financial news out this week and today as well. You know, we know we had the Fed meeting. And they said they're not going to raise rates. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but they're probably going to raise in December. So don't get too excited. It's, they're still on their rate raising binge. They say they're going to continue raising them slowly. After they met, that's what they said. So you can't, you know, just you know, just disregard that. Um, there's also a report out there that w- when there's a uh, split government and a Republican-led uh, uh, presidency, market doesn't do so well. Well, that's the, the stock market does better with Democrats. There's no doubt about that. Democrats in charge, stock market does better. 
So the question is why? You know, but you know, none of these statistics that, and I share a lot of them with you in my newsletters and the commentaries in here on the air. None of these statistics prove anything. They just, you know, the the, the more reliable ones you can kind of lean on for a repetitive action. Like, for instance, it's pretty reliable that this time of year, the market is strong. It bottoms in October, and then we have a rally to the end of the year, the beginning of next year. This is the best time of the stock market year. It doesn't mean it happens every time, you know, that there's, it's up. It's that kind of thing. But it generally happens. It happens more often than, you know, what, 60 70%. But there's always that 30 40% it doesn't. So you can't rely on any of those kinds of stats. So don't rely on them. They're just pieces of information you plug away into your mind and then go look at other pieces of information and try to build a picture. U.S., uh, the, there was a, there was a, I want to talk later about oil prices. They've been down strikingly hard. And did you see the inflation news on the, on the consumer level? That also is an oil-related topic. And I'm going to get to those. I'm going to get to that today. That's going to be one of my talking points. And since it's Friday, I'm going to give you a highlight tour of excerpts from our KP Premium newsletter. I do this every Friday. But before we get that, why don't we go ahead and take a caller. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin, Carson from Del Rio, Texas. Uh, question for you guys. When you hold a mutual fund or an ETF, uh, you own tiny portions of lots of different stocks but what happens to your voting rights for those individual companies, whereas if you held an individual stock, you get one vote per share? Well, who gets to make votes for the companies that are within the fund? Thanks. Look forward to hearing your answer on the show. Well, that's actually a pretty good question. It's not you. It's the mutual fund that decides that. And that's one of the filings. If you look at the prospectus, it talks about that. But that's one of the things about mutual funds and ETS because they own a bunch of stocks. And you, know, you don't want to get 500. Uh, uh, if you have the S&P 500, that's 500 different stocks. You're not going to get 500 proxies to vote. You're not. How would you like to get those in the mail? <laughs> so you won't. That, 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 those, that's left up to mutual funds to vote the way they want to vote. Um, but it is a good question because if you own an individual stock, you get the vote. Not that you being a, a owner makes makes your vote worth anything because, you know, there's huge institutions and big blocks of votes that, you know, just swamp you and me. You know, it doesn't, we, we, we don't, we don't mean much in the scope of things. We really don't. Okay, it's Friday, newsletter day, everybody. Uh, premium newsletter goes out every morning, the late morning, early afternoon. And uh, today I talked about the correction. I said we had a, two corrections in 2018, one in February and one in uh, uh, October, and both of them brought 10%, okay? Uh, a little more than 10%, just a hair more than 10% in uh, February, and just a hair less, less than 10% in October. But I'm not sure we're done with October's correction yet. I'm not, not convinced of that. But remember, it took us months and months and months to work off the October. Uh, the February correction. You know, it took us all the way into the summer before you finally the market worked, you know, got above the old high. And then immediately and it's hard to go back down. So we I talked about that. But I also mentioned that almost half of the S P five hundred were down more than twenty percent. 
that's 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 bear market territory for half the stocks in the S&P 500. And the S&P 1500 is even worse. So this was a very broad and difficult correction because of that. Even though it only went 10%, down 10%. They were 9.9%, by the way, for the S&P 500. So uh, I also mentioned in the letter, in my newsletter that you should be worried about the Federal Reserve, not about anything, not about the, the, the Congress and the presidency and all that. That's not really should be a worry. The worry should be the Federal Reserve and what they're doing with interest rates because that really will drive stock markets. In the portfolio management section, I talk about how you need to read these indexes and the different indexes and what they mean and should you compare your portfolio with them. Talked about that. Uh, um, and I also gave uh, a couple stock ideas. I'll always, always give those, right? So that always is in there. And, you know, uh, Consumer Watch was about taking a, a winter vacation somewhere. You can get some great deals if you, leave, if you go in the winter. So great deals. So just thought we'd throw that out there. Anyways, um, uh, the Consumer Watch, one final thing, the Consumer Watch, um, I think you should take a look at that because it was on the vacation spots. And uh, if you really want to get away before like Christmas, this is the time to do it. I'm Steve Peasley. I invite you to check out our new online training experience, Best Talk Academy. It debuted last week, and I will be doing it this week on Thursday. Justin and I are looking forward to, to the classes. I, it seems like a fun thing to me. I'm going to enjoy it, I think. And help you become a better investor. That's all it's about. You want to sign up, you go to investtalkacademy.com. But now I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. As an investor, you witness the volatility of October, and going forward, November and December may also have their share of market swings. So to prosper, serious investors need to make sure they are implementing the right mix of strategic investing programs. And you can quickly see what you may be missing if you go to investtalk.com. Okay, the phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Noel in Napa Valley. How you doing, Noel? I'm good. A little smoky here, but uh, it's good. Uh, Anyhow, uh, uh, Griffin, uh, symbol GFF, uh, has kind of fallen like a stone lately, and I don't think it's all about the October thing. I was just wondering what your uh, software says about it. Okay, Griffin uh, Corporation, everybody, GFF out of New York, manufactures plastic films, laminates, garage door, landscaping products, and electronic communication systems. You know, earnings and sales are actually doing quite well. I mean, earnings are going to be up 62% this year and then another 50% next year. And sales increased dramatically in the most recent quarter, uh, 44%, 25%. So it has fallen like a stone from like $23 down to $12.62. Why? I mean, there must be schedules, conference call, discuss fourth quarter earnings. 
I'm trying to pick up the news real quick here and see if I can find something. Yeah. Uh, it pays a 2.2% dividend. It's a small company, so it's going to be volatile, a $575 million company. So it's going to be volatile mm-hmm. because it's small, and there's a not uh, there's not a lot of trade uh, shares traded in a day. The average is about 174,000. So you can it can get pushed around, but it's unjustly been beaten up, Noel, because you know if it's going to make a dollar ten next year, if it makes a dollar ten, that means it's a a, a ten PE. Okay, and the lowest PE it's ever had was 17 in the last five years. So now the question is: This the bottom? Because they hit a bottom a little before, a little below eleven, twelve dollars went up to thirteen, then back down to twelve sixty-two right now. I would like to see it make one more run up and break the thirteen dollar area, thirteen fifty, thirteen fifty. If it does that, I think that would be a buy signal. I do. So I look at look at the earnings, see if there's any news out there that caused it to fall. But I don't think I see anything. I don't. Real quick as I look at it. Appreciate the call, Noel. Thank you. GFF is a symbol, everybody. Griffin Corporation. To ma- today's main talking point: seven jobs you can do from home to earn more than seventy-five thousand dollars. Apparently, for some skills, some skills that you may have or may not have, but for some skills, remote working can be a can make a lot of money for you rather than going into an office. So we're going to talk about that today. I have several things. I want to talk about oil. I do really want to talk about that. And I also want to talk about the damage was that was done to the market. I'm going to get into that. Um, also, uh, the, the, I want to give out the latest email scam that's out there that is pretty slick. And I want to make sure you are aware of it. And... The potential government shutdown that I didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday. There's December 7th and March 1st are two important days. Government shutdown. Now that we have a split Congress, uh, it could be an issue. Talk about that. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peaslin, and I thank you for listening. Please tell your friends, family, everybody. I would love to have them listen to the show. And, of course, you know, you can download our show through podcasts. You know, so we'd love to have you as a podcast listener as well. Just go to investtalks.com and you can you can podcast or download the software. The phone lines are open and I'm ready for your questions. So give me a call, 888-99-CHART. are listening to Invest Talk, streamed and broadcast live Monday through Friday afternoons in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time and available 24-7 via podcast replays at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Okay, so the main talking point are the jobs you can do for home uh, and make a lot of money at it, you know, good, solid jobs. So here they are, marketing manager, average salary is $63,000. Marketing is very easy from home. You know, it, it, all you need is a computer and a phone, and you can be a marketing manager, manager especially if you're you're supervising other, other uh, uh, your, your marketing staff out there uh, it's easy because you're going to share documents. You can. It's it's nothing that I think it's just going to be continuing more and more and more. 
I see no reason why it shouldn't. The whole area of working from home is going to continue to grow. Software developer. I have a brother-in-law who's a software developer. He's worked from home for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. He doesn't work for a company unless he can work from home. And he, he develops software. Forensic computer analysis. Analyst, I'm sorry. Forensic computer analyst. I don't even know what that is. You, you, the candidate is supposed to support senior level team members, conduct forensic data collection. I don't know what that means. I mean, I okay, I know what the terms mean, but I don't know what that means as far as a job. What do you actually do? Attorney? You know, you're gonna, average salary is about 81000 for attorneys. Um, that seems to be kind of a simple thing. I mean, what do you do as an attorney? You, research, you do research, you do that online. You file papers these days with the court. Well, you're going to drive down to the court. You don't have to be in an office. You can drive down to the court from your house. I, I, that seems like a pretty easy job to do from home. Um, IT manager, business ana- analyst, uh, and nurse practitioner. That seems to be more and more common. I know when my wife got bit by a couple of dogs, and she had really bad wounds on her ankles. Uh, at some point, nurse started coming to the house to change the bandages for several weeks. Came every day or every other day. So that that's those. Are, I think jobs from home are going to do nothing but increase. It just makes sense because everything is done by computer. Everything I do, everything I can do is done by computer. I can do it from anywhere. I can do it from my phone. You, you don't have to be in an office. You really don't. That's just the way you know we've always done business in the past. Let's go to Danish. Danish in Kansas. How you doing, Danish? Doing good. How are you, Steve? Good. I appreciate the call. What's the temperature in Kansas? What's your weather like there? Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty cold out here. Uh, it's been snowing in the past two days, so it's been really cold. Oh wow! Wow. I've never seen snow here where I live. <laughs> so yeah, I would like and the, it. And the wind I, makes it even like a, worse. Oh, I don't want to be that cold. Don't want to be that cold. Yeah. You got a question about Groupon? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, you want to be a buyer of I it? I currently own this. Um, I currently own mm-hmm. it. Um, I've bought it like a couple of months ago, and um, it's been in a downtrend since then. So I'm kind of stuck here. Yeah. Yeah, Groupon Inc., everybody, it's a $1.6 billion company. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. Provides discount deals from local retailers and service providers in 28 countries via daily subscription emails. Uh, It's a $2.96 stock. And it kind of deserves that low price, I hate to tell you, Danish, because its sales have been going down 7-8% consistently every quarter. The sales have been falling. Mm-hmm. They really got to turn that around. Uh, earnings are going up. Earnings are going up, but you can't support a rising earnings with falling sales. The way you do that, of course, is you cut costs. But that's not, you know, that's not what that's not the whole business model you're after. You're after it for growth in sales, and therefore they're going to make twenty three cents next year. They made tw- they're going to make twenty one cents this year. And that's a great uh, increase from last year's 11 cents. But boy, they made 13 cents in 2012. You know, so they're, 
it's not something that I would probably be interested in owning. You're in it already at $2.96. So the question is, should you hold it? Um, it's about 11 or 12 PE. It's going to make money, good return on equity, not too much debt. Um, I would, what I do, Denise, is I would sell it on the next bounce up. If it gets up back up to $3.50, I think I'd take that and run and, and stay away yeah, from it. And that's and that's kind of my average too. You know, I'm at like three point five right now. Okay, yeah. If it gets up to around that area, take it and run, and go and find something else. It's just too weak of a stock to to have in your portfolio. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And keep warm. Keep warm in there in Kansas. I've been to Kansas once. I spent uh, about a month in Kansas. Took over an office uh, while while the while the. Uh, Office manager was gone. This is my insurance days. Loved it. It was in the fall. I loved it. It was brisk and nice. I love Kansas City. I was in Kansas City. Monday on Investalk. Wholesale inflation surged in October at the fastest pace in six years. However, other inflation measures has leveled off. Why did that surge, though? See, I, that's going to be part of my oil, my oil discussion today. Tells you why that's right. But we'll talk about it more in depth. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions now at 888 99Chart. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call Invest Talk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go to research tool? Y Charts. It's a cloud based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YChart has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bluebird Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious, get YCharts. Steve and Justin thank the InvestTalk listeners who made time to sit down with Steve this week in San Jose for their no-cost portfolio reviews. Now, if you missed out on this opportunity, go to investtalk.com, then over the Investtalk menu link, scroll down to Portfolio Review. 
You've got finance and investment questions. Steve's here, and you can get his unbiased answers if you call now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Jerry in Palo Alto. How you doing, Jerry? Uh, good, except for uh, PG&E today, PCG. And maybe talk about Yamana Gold after that, but go ahead. Yeah, we own PG&E in one of our managed accounts. We thought, you know, because of that fires last year, we thought that, boy, it's got beat up, so it should do well. And it's been made a really nice comeback up until today. Today it got crushed. Why did it get crushed? Why did it get crushed? Because the fire's going on up there, right? Up in the Bay Area, up in this, you know, the Sacramento somewhere, you know, wherever those fires are. And the fire's up here in L.A., northern L.A., or whatever. Okay. But none of those fires were caused by PG&E. They were caused by campfires or something else. But I think if you look, if you read the news, everybody's panicking that PG&E is going to be blamed no matter what for these fires. Now, right. I, I, think, I think this is kind of unfair. I think it's kind of overdone. And I think the stock could probably bounce up unless they find out that... <laughs> You know, there was a problem with the power lines causing these fires, but I, I, that's not what we're seeing in the news so far. So, you know, it depends if you want to be in this. You know, we, we it was like down 20% today. Come on. That was a big move down. Yep. So, um, yeah. went from $48 down to $40. So, uh, do you own it? Do you own it, Jerry? I do. I got in. I think I'm still up a little bit, but... Uh... And I'm ready to go in for more. If yeah. there's a little panic for no reason, that's one more reason to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're up a little bit, just like you. Uh, I, and I think I I think you might wait in a wait a day or two. But I think this is where you would be a buyer up. I mean, they're going to make $4 a share next year. It's a $39 stock. Almost $40 stock. So that's 10 PE. And the five-year range, the lowest it's ever been is 10 so I, I and it pays a five point three percent dividend up. So I think I'd be a buyer at this point. I wait a few days to make sure it settles down a little bit, but this is awful cheap, right. awful cheap. Jerry, appreciate the call. Right. Thank you. PCG, everybody's a symbol. That's P G and E Corporation. You know, electric utility here in California. Let's go to Adam in Sacramento. How you doing, Adam? Good. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing good. Looking forward to the weekend. I appreciate the call. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for taking it. I appreciate it. Um, I had a question about Intel. I own it, but I'm down about 5%. I was thinking about mm -hmm. selling it and possibly getting into Micron. Just want to know what your thoughts were. Hmm. Well, Intel, of course, is one of those big blue chip stocks. It's, uh, and it's, it's a $219 billion company, so it's huge. Um, they're going to make money. They've always made money. Sales are increasing. Uh, they're going to make $4.56 next year. So their PE is like 11. That's that's pretty a reasonable price, Adam, for Intel. They came right up to uh, resistance, you know, on a chart. They got down to 42 in this most recent slump in October. They're now back to 48, but it got real close to 49, which is... The 50-day moving average and where it was at the beginning of October. 
So this is kind of an important area. It has to break through this to tell me that it's going to go back up to the mid-50s. If it doesn't break through this, I can see it easily retesting the low 40s again. But this is one of those kind of stocks that you probably hold on to for the long term unless you're just playing it for the trade here from that bounce from the lows. Then, then if it doesn't break above $49, like by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you got to you, you, leave. Now, I, okay. I don't know if I buy another tech stock, though, because the tech stocks are getting really punished. And I don't know if our correction is over. I'm not sure. So be careful. When you, you if I you do sell it, hold on Adam, and wait for right now. I would. I, I think I would. I think it might break through. If it doesn't, then you know. There's something wrong with the whole market, not just Intel, because it's really cheap. It's not expensive. Okay. It's not overpriced at this at this point. Okay. Appreciate the call. Point, Thanks, Adam. Is there a Intel. better place to park uh, our money right now uh, instead of tech? I mean, is there something better that's going to be trending upwards? I like, think, yeah. In I, th I, I, yeah I, think you, I think you move to utilities. I think you move to high dividend paying value stocks, big blue chip high dividend payers like yeah, well, I can't. I wish I could name some stocks. I would, but if I, but the SEC doesn't allow me to do that. But utility stocks are good. Maybe a couple of big telephone stocks are good that pay really high dividends, six percent and plus. Those are more defensive. But you want to stay. You might want to start easing away from cyclical stocks. And tech stocks are very cyclical, meaning in the economic cycle. If they if we start to slow down and go into a recession late next year or the year after, the, the these stocks will will start to act poorly long before the recession. And Justin, my you know my partner, does the show on Monday, uh, feels that that's the stage we're in now. I'm not so sure, but it could be. I thought we we wait we get one more run up, so it's just time to be careful and stay away from. Uh, buying more cyclical stocks. Okay? Adam, appreciate the call. Thank you. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we stream and broadcast Invest Talk live at this hour every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. Monday through Friday. It, of course, it's also available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week via podcast. You can get it uh, you know, on your podcast. And we'd love, to, love for you to do that. You can download it through iTunes, Spotify, or Google. And we'd like to rate us, too. We'd like you to rate us. I want to hear it. Lines are open. We're talking. We're, we're taking your financial questions, any financial questions you want to talk about. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they are committed to reason and common sense guidance. And that can help make you a better investor. And this philosophy is implemented for KPP clients and across all Invest Talk platforms, broadcast radio, live streaming, podcast replays, plus the KPP Premium newsletter, Invest Talk webinars, and the new online training class, Invest Talk Academy. Principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have over 60 years of combined experience in portfolio and money management. You can reach out to Steve or Justin by calling their Dana Point, California KPP Financial Office or by sending them a message through investtalk.com. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. 
888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. We got oil. Oil has gone down numerous days. Okay? And it would hit a record if it fell down and fell again today. Record number of days in a row. And this is this this is after it made really good highs in October. And so oil fell down. It's fallen more than 20% from a high. Why am I even talking about that? Because there is the CPI that came out, which is the Consumer Price Index came out for October. And it said that we had a lot more inflation than was expected. Six-tenths percent growth uh, in inflation month over month, which was when they expected two percent, two-tenths of percent, and it was two-tenths of percent the month before. So everybody, you know, is getting a little bit alarmed. Oh, my goodness, the Federal Reserve, you know, is going to raise rates because inflation's Okay, most of that CPI number was caused by oil, the price of gasoline at the pump, and oil prices. And we've had now nine straight days, 20% fall in oil prices. So, what do you think the CPI is going to do in this month, November? If this oil keeps falling like it is, there will not be... This an inflation that we saw last month will disappear this month because most of that inflation was caused by oil. So you really have to kind of understand what's going on out there. What's causing these things to happen? Is there inflation in the system? Well, yeah, there's inflation. There's more worry about wage inflation because we have such full employment that wage inflation could start to heat up, but it's not getting out of control or anything it's just rising slowly the fed even said in this week that inflation is rising slowly so then it's not that big of a deal but i wanted you you know not to worry about that cpi number because of the oil and it's already fallen hard already in november so i thought that was interesting i thought we need to share that i always like to make time to fit in a caller question from our anytime listener line i always do here's one that came in earlier at 888-99-CHART hey steven johnson this is chris from st louis i was just calling to see what you thought about the stock align a-l-g-n that does the uh teeth straightening technology stuff took a big hit today down like 20 percent and just wondered if now you thought it was more of a value play or more of a trap. Seems like they do okay in business-wise. So just wondering what you thought. Thanks. Okay, let's take a look at it. ALGN Align Technologies, Inc. develops a proprietary system for treating malocclusions or misalignment of teeth. Interesting. It's an $18 billion company. It's not small. I, I, I don't think I've ever had this come up on my watch list or any of my searches. Interesting. Uh, okay, it is out of San Jose. It is going it makes good money, $4.88 this year, and it's supposed to make, that's the estimate, $5.93 next year. But it's a $235 stock, everybody. Sales are growing 30 40%, but you can see that they're tailing off a little in the recent quarters from 40-plus to 30-plus percent sales growth. So um, that might be why it fell from $390 down all the way to $220 in October. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a big hit. Even though the market corrected, this corrected a lot more than the market percentage-wise. Great return on equity, 28%. 
So if $5.93, how much is 20% growth rate worth? Okay, well, okay, I'm going to say that this stock's probably worth about $130, $140, and here it is selling at $235. It's way overpriced. It's not cheap enough. I will say on a chart, it hits support right below 220 There's support. That means that it fell to that point and is trying to bounce off it. But I would be very, very careful of it because of it being overpriced. You know, and the growth rate is starting to sell, soften. And that's when these growth stocks, this is a high growth stocks, that's when they really get punished. When their, their sales uh, start to soften. They're still growing really strong, but not as strong as they were. That's when they get punished. People ask me, well, I don't understand. They're still going to make a lot of money. They're still going to grow. Yeah, but everybody's looking forward. All the investors, all the you know the smart money people are looking forward and saying, okay, we've already priced a huge premium on this stock because it was growing so fast. And it got up to $390. And this goes true for all growth stocks, everybody. So we priced that in because of the huge growth it was having. Now it's still growing very nicely, but it's not as much as it was. As soon as you have that, these stocks get punished because they're not, you know, they get, they're, eventually they're going to return to a normal P.E. ratio. Eventually. You don't believe me? Why don't you look at all the big, huge growth stocks in the 1990s, early 2000s. See what their PEs are. And you'll see that they're coming down to more reasonable levels. Intel still, uh, I mean, a Microsoft PE is still 27, still pretty high. Uh, Intel PE is 11. Okay, how about Cisco? Cisco Systems, CSCO, what's their PE now? 19. That's still pretty high. But think about what they were, 50, 100, 200 PEs. Can you think of any stocks right now that have that kind of P-E ratio that won't have that P-E ratio from 10 years from now? That's what I'm talking about. Growth stocks eventually get so big after growing so much, they can't support those high P-E's anymore because they don't have the growth. Okay, let's grab another question. 888-99-CHART. Hey, this is John from Phoenix. If you could choose one sector of the market to invest in this year, um, that you think will grow the most starting today and then ending next year at this time. What sector of the market do you think it would be and why? Thank you, and I look forward to hearing your answer. Well, I think I actually answered that earlier in the show. I like utilities. I like big non-cyclical stocks for the next year. Uh, non-cyclical, pay high dividends, and non-cyclical, meaning they're not attached to economic cycle. What does that mean? That means like drug companies. Drug companies sell drugs no matter what the economy is doing. You need your drugs, you need your drugs. That means like uh, uh, utilities, telephone. Uh, there's, there's a number of sectors that are not attached to the economic cycle. Uh, consumer staples, even though I wouldn't do consumer staples, but that's a non-cyclical sector. That's what I mean. Those are the kinds of stocks that will do a lot better in a slowing economy. And I think we've peaked on our economy. It doesn't mean that we're going to go into recession right away. No, it just means that we peaked. We may stay near this peak and we might get a little softer, 
But no, you don't even have to believe me. Take a look at the FANG stocks. How have they done in the last October and so far this month? You know, in general. Compare that with the utility stocks. Just make that comparison. Tell me what you see. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. Our Friday show is wrapping up soon. You only got about 10 minutes. Give me a call, 888-99-CHART. Next Invest Talk. Wholesale inflation surged in October at its fastest pace in six years. But there's more to the story, and Justin will have it Monday. For now, Steve's here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve, Justin. My name is Justin. I was calling about the stock AMD, Advanced Micro Devices, I believe. I have a few shares of that now. I know they had a real big spike up, and now they're starting to fall. So I was looking to maybe sell about half of my shares to get a payout. I got in pretty low, so I will get some money back from it. But I was trying to diversify my portfolio because I have a lot of technology stocks at this time. So I was just trying to see if it's best for me to hold on to what I have or sell half of them and diversify into a different sector. Thanks. Honestly, so for your answer. Well, based on what you told me, the answer is pretty easy. And without even looking at the stock, you need to diversify. You need to sell back or out of your AMD and get away from all that tech stock you have. Tech stocks were great when they were great, but they also collapse. They really collapse hard when they collapse. So AMD is a good company. It's a little bit pricey. They went down to the 200-day moving average in October, bounced off. That 200-day moving average is $17.26. And I'm going to, by the way, at Investor Academy coming up Thursday, I'm gonna, the class I'm teaching is about moving averages. And this hit the 200-day moving average. Well, why am I talking about that? Why am I talking about the 200-day moving average? There's a specific reason for that. And we're going to talk about all the different moving averages and which ones are important, which ones you look at. But that's an important average, 200-day moving average. It bounced off. There was a lot of support there. That called, that's called support. It went up to $21, almost $22, and it fell the last day or two with the market. But it's bouncing off. Looking at the fundamentals, it's not a cheap stock. Sales growth was really high up until the most recent quarter. 53% in June quarter, and this most recent quarter, growth was, well, only was 4%. So I, I think it's time to look for a place to exit AMD, especially if you have way more tech stocks than you need or should have. Time to get out and move on to something more defensive. Defensive. Okay? 888-99-CHART. You've got time maybe for one more call. Uh, let's talk about, there was, a, there was an email scam that came out. This one is with a fizing or fizzing, whatever they call it. Okay, this is about a guy who got an email from Apple saying you need to contact them immediately because you downloaded a, an infected program. And they'd send this out right after the same day you get a, a notice from Apple about an update from Apple to download this update. So 
it kind of ties in. Oh, maybe there's something wrong with that. Maybe I, you know, maybe I did something. See, it's really smart because they're tied into that. They when they you call them up, they give them the Apple Apple Services Apple Tech Tech Department. So now you think, okay, I call them. They but you gave they gave you the number, and then they they ask for information. They then ask for a they want a remote remote access to your computer to fix the problem. It's a very believable thing, especially for people my age who are not all that tech savvy. And it, you know, you're calling them on the number and they answer Apple and you think you're you're pretty and and you got software that you downloaded this morning from Apple thinking there's a problem for that. It pretty pretty slick, I think. I think it was pretty slick. So be aware. What you do is anytime you get an email from somebody and they say call me to fix something or you that <coughs> that should be a red flag. You don't you don't call them on the number they give you. You call like if it's a big company, you pick up the phone, you ask for information, you get their phone number. You don't use the phone number someone else has given you in their little email. And the email could look very legit like it's from Apple. Can look that way. But that you don't pick up the phone and call them. You do not. You 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 get information on Apple, you find out where they are, you get tech support, you find the phone number. Okay? Don't let them tell you. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program, and I really do appreciate it, and I hope you have a great weekend this week. Uh, thanks for all the podcast listeners. We appreciate that, too, for seeing podcasting for us. I do appreciate it. And I want you all to have a good weekend. Uh, again, I you know one of our sponsors is Charts, and we uh, encourage you to check them out and take their free uh, free trial. Go, you know, So please do so. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.